Podcast Help Desk number 61 for September 26, 2015. The Podcast Help Desk is where we go deep into the technology of podcasting, help you with the problems you may run into, and when we have a chance, review new gadgets, services, and solutions for podcasters. The Podcast Help Desk is now part of the Modern Life Network. Check out more great shows over at modernlifepodcastnetwork.com. Podcast Help Desk is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Check out more family-friendly shows at techpodcast.com. You can always find the full show notes for each episode at podcasthelpdesk.com. Now, on with the show. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. Welcome to the Podcast Help Desk. Of course, I am Mike Dell. And today on the show, we've got a couple of good things. we got uh, Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast. We'll have that uh, a little bit later in the show. Uh, i got a little bit of news uh, and, of course, a, another blueberry tip slash announcement. <laughs> but uh, we'll get into the uh, the news there. It's really one or one big thing in the news. Serial. Uh, you know, the podcast that uh, the whole world sort of noticed that podcasting exists. Uh, they were talking about the uh, murder case from 1999 in uh, in Baltimore. Uh, anyway, of course, most people have heard of Serial. That's uh, done by Sarah Koenig. I never can remember how to pronounce her name, but anyway, uh, that was quite the hit last year. And, or beginning of this year, I guess, I, I don't remember exactly, but uh, season two is now rumored to be featuring Bo Bergdahl, who is the U.S. Army sergeant that went missing, uh, got captured by the uh, Taliban, I think. I, I guess I don't know the story all that well, but uh, President Obama went ahead and and did some sort of deal to get him loose, and then uh, now he's being charged with uh, desertion or uh, or something of the sort. Uh, I guess we'll have to listen. But uh, I have a, story, a couple of stories, uh, one from New York Magazine and one from Gizmodo. Of course, there'll be uh, the uh, links in the show notes, but th- that should be pretty interesting. And in, 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 in case you want to do... Keep up with the case that they did in season one. There's a new podcast. Well, it's not so new. They've been at it for six months, but uh, I just started listening to it. I'm about uh, halfway through what they've got recorded already, and it's somewhat interesting. But it's called the Undisclosed Podcast, and I'll have a link to that also in the show notes. But uh, that kind of continues the uh, the Syed Syed story. I, I don't like I said I I, I don't have all the uh, stuff in front of me, but uh, it's interesting that uh, they're going to take on Bo Bergdahl's case, and uh, that sh- that should be really interesting since it hasn't really been decided yet. You know if he's bring being brought up on charges or not. I don't know. Uh, really don't know much about the story, but I'm sure uh, when Sarah gets done with it, uh, we'll know way more than. Than we uh, thought we needed to know. And up next, I've got an interview I did with Daniel J. Lewis of the Audacity to Podcast. And I want you to pay close attention to the quality 
of this interview. Uh, I was in Traverse City, Michigan when we did the interview, and he was in the Cincinnati, Ohio area, I believe in northern Kentucky somewhere, but right there around Cincinnati. But it sounds like uh, he's right here in the studio with me, or I'm in his studio, something like that. It's called a double ender, and this is really the first time I've ever done one. So (laughs) I'll tell you how it was done and give you an example of what the bass files sounded like when I started uh, editing this uh, particular segment. But Daniel and I met, uh, I don't know, probably five years ago, six years ago, uh, the old uh, podcast or PodCamp Ohio, uh, which was originally in Columbus for a couple of years. And then he did one uh, PodCamp Cincinnati, where uh, Daniel was the organizer of it, and that was at the uh, Northern Kentucky University or University of Northern Kentucky or uh, don't remember now, but anyway, it was a really great event and has since uh, not uh, happened or hasn't happened since. But that's all right, you know. The podcamps they they come and go and and but like I said, Daniel put on one heck of a, a conference back then and said I've got to hang out with Daniel over the years at uh, different conferences, mostly in Las Vegas, it seems. Uh, he participated at CES uh, one year or a couple of years and and participated, uh, of course, at the uh, New Media Expo and NAB this last year, or this year, uh, 2015 in April. So uh, Daniel and I have known each other uh, for a while, and he... Uh, he is definitely one of those guys that uh, you want to listen to for, uh, you know, especially if you're a podcaster and you want to improve what you're doing. And and he takes on a subject, and by the end of it, you're going to have a page of notes and a whole lot of to-dos. So without further ado, my interview with Daniel J. Lewis of the Audacity to Podcast. Daniel, thanks for uh, stopping by the podcast help desk. You're welcome, Mike. You've got a nice desk here, and I've been ringing this bell for a while. Yeah, well, sometimes we don't answer. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, and I say that every time I talk on a podcast for some reason. Basically, what I'm doing here, as I've explained to my audience, is you know, I want to get some of the people I talk about, and I certainly talk about your podcast a lot, uh, the Audacity to Podcast, which is the, the main one you do about podcasting. And I just wanted to let everybody hear your voice if they're not already uh, acquainted, and maybe a little bit about how you got started. Yeah, I started in podcasting uh, when iTunes 4.9 was released in 2005. Well, I didn't get started podcasting myself, but that's when I discovered the industry of podcasts. And I would actually listen to podcasts on my laptop computer while driving. And I'd set the laptop in the the passenger seat and listen through the speakers that way. And I listened to This Week in Tech, um, Jesus Geek, a couple others back then. And I realized at some point, hey, I know how to do this. I know how to edit audio. I know how to make a website. I can probably figure this RSS thing out. And a couple years later, I launched my clean comedy podcast, The Ramen Noodle, and felt like I just had stories I wanted to share. But I really struggled with taking podcasting seriously, and it took two years for me to release only nine episodes. 
And then I decided to take it seriously, really improve podcasting. And that's when about half a year later, I felt like I had something to say in the space of podcasts about podcasting. And I launched the Audacity to Podcast in 2010. So uh, how did the, the name Ramen Noodle come up? I, I've always wondered about that. Yeah, it's a name that in some ways I'd like to get away from, at least in my personal branding, like on my Twitter account, it's the ramen noodle. And I would really like to get something else. But every time I say the ramen noodle, people laugh at it. So I I can appreciate that. But it started with that clean comedy podcast. I knew that I wanted the podcast at that time to be stories about my life as a bachelor because I'd just gotten my own home and was running into all of those classic first homeowner mistakes, using dish soap in the dishwashing machine and that kind of stuff. And I wanted to tell these kinds of stories. So I wanted something bachelor themed, but I realized that using the word bachelor often had unclean um, implications to it, like bachelor party sort of thing. And uh, so I knew I also wanted ramen noodles somehow part of the branding because that was very much something that bachelors and bachelor s bachelorettes can associate with. So at one point I just thought, hey, wait a minute, what if I am the ramen noodle? And I even called myself that for a little while in our podcast, but it just it resonated with me. The domain was available. I knew it wasn't trademarked. Uh, so I just thought, yeah, I will be the ramen noodle. And then the ramen noodle idea kind of expanded out into other brandings of what I do with Noodle Mix Network, because noodle doesn't only mean the thing we eat, but it also means your brain or to mull something over in your brain. And we have a lot of podcasts that make you think, laugh, or succeed. And so Noodle Mix Network really fit. Yeah, and that uh, you've got quite a few shows over there. Let's see, the Audacity to Podcast, let's get back to that one real quick. Uh, I was telling Ray last week, or the week before last, I guess it would be, that uh, your podcast, the, the Audacity to Podcast, and his podcast were the only two that I couldn't listen to in the car. And the only reason is I have to have a notepad, because you guys always deliver something that I want to write down. And like I said, you are the only you and Ray are the only two that do that to me. Well, I really appreciate that. That was one of my goals when I started the Audacity podcast. I felt like the space was already overcrowded with podcasts about podcasting when I started, and that was with two podcasts about podcasting back then. But I I felt like I had something to say. I wanted to go more in depth than anyone else was going. I wanted to bring more of my public speaking and presentation and production background into this and share stuff that would be highly actionable with people. And I'm really happy to hear that I'm accomplishing that goal. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you, you definitely have a show that's different than any of the other shows out there. And you've got a unique take and when you're done on a subject, the people know everything they need to know about that subject. <laughs> and and that's great. You know, I, I listened to another podcast about uh, airline flying. No, no particular reason other than it's interesting. But they have a guy on there that uh, whenever he starts talking, it, you know, by the time you're done with it, you, you could probably go fly the, 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 the procedure that he just uh, talked about. <laughs> 
And, uh, you know, it, so it's, I, I think it's great. Uh, what other shows uh, on your network that you do and, uh, and what others do? I host the Ramen Noodle Clean Comedy Podcast. It's been on hiatus for a while, but we are bringing that back after our Patreon campaign has been doing well enough to bring it back. And I also host our Once Upon a Time podcast about the TV show Once Upon a Time. And that's all that I do podcast-wise. I have other ideas of other shows I'd like to launch, but as many of us, I'm limited on time and I have to consider, is this something I really want to do and is this something I can really justify doing with my time? Because for me, podcasts need to fit into my business. I do most of my podcasting during business hours because it's part of my business. So if I launch a new podcast, it has to make business sense for me. But I can welcome someone else onto the network that isn't quite as business focused, but can overall help grow the network. And then all of the other podcasts, like we have a few other TV show fan podcasts, um, some entertainment based podcasts like Are You Just Watching or The Sci-Fi Show and uh, Christianity, Critical Thinking, uh, Business like Beyond the To-Do List or Productivity and The Productive Woman. So several different things and all fits under this, these three words, think, laugh and succeed. So, yeah, I agree with you when it comes to uh, starting a second or third or fifth or whatever podcast, you know, that's been my problem all along is I'll start something before I fully think it through. So you're, you're right to be selective at what you do yourself on your network, because like I say, you know, I, I've started and and killed many podcasts in the past. Yeah. It's that thing that at some point we have to decide, is this really worth continuing? And should we, instead of just letting it die, should we go ahead and kill it? And that's really, if you're going to end a podcast, I recommend that you put it to sleep and deliberately say, thank you for listening. The podcast is now over. Uh, These episodes will remain online, but don't expect any further episodes. To do that then lets everyone know, okay, it's finished. It hasn't pod faded. Pod fading doesn't mean you end a podcast. Pod fading means it fades out. You slowly stop releasing episodes, but you never let anyone know what's happening. Kind of like how we lose touch with some friends. We never really say, okay, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. It's just we fade out of friendship. Don't let your podcast do that. If you want to end a podcast, there's nothing wrong with that. But I recommend that you actually clearly communicate the podcast is over. Yeah, there's so many shows that I've started to listen to and then you get to one one episode and then you don't hear from it for a while. And it's, that happens a lot in the space. And, you know, that's why iTunes has 270,000 podcasts listed, but... You know, we we don't know for sure how many of those are active, but I think I heard a number somewhere around a hundred thousand. Have you heard anything? I've seen different stuff. There was an article that came out uh, at the time of this episode publishing. It came out a, a few weeks ago on Medium dot com uh, that did contain some stuff about some of those numbers, and I think it was somewhere around two hundred thousand that they found, or two hundred ten thousand. But I've heard. Essentially, what I would assume is half of the podcasts out there are no longer maintained. Yeah, and that sounds about right. Because, you know, you you could go into iTunes or any other directory and search on a subject, and chances are three or four of the podcasts that come up, their last episode's three years ago. 
And I, I noticed that a lot, you know, in iTunes and, and other places. So uh, what are you uh, doing currently uh, for your business? I, I know you have an offering for uh, podcast reviews. I'm a member. And what is that called again? My podcast reviews. Yeah. My podcast com. or you might any link that I mention uh, here, I recommend that you look at Mike's show notes because he might have an affiliate link for it. So don't only visit the URL that I say, but check Mike's show notes because he might have an affiliate link for any of these things. But um, my podcast reviews is a service that goes and checks all 155 iTunes stores, uh, countries and checks your international iTunes reviews and emails them automatically to you on a regular basis so that then you can know that, hey, Jim from Zimbabwe left a review for you and you can thank him in your podcast. And merely mentioning the name of someone who wrote a review for you in your podcast helps you get more reviews because other people think, I want to hear my name in there, but also reading a little excerpt of that review or pasting that review onto your website helps grow your show and your podcast reviews even more because people want their review read as well. So knowing your reviews is a great way to get more reviews. And my podcast reviews is a service I created to do that for you. There's a free plan, a premium plan. The main thing I really see myself as doing now in podcasting is creating solutions for podcasters doing things to make it easier for podcasters so podcasters can improve. And like my podcast reviews, it would take you, I, I timed this. If you had the process down and you could do this efficiently to change between all 155 iTunes stores manually and you could do that quickly, it would take you about 30 minutes per podcast to check all stores. And you wouldn't even know which ones to check for reviews. And at some point in that list, you're going to forget what podcast you're on, but this checks it in minutes and sends it to you on a regular basis, or you can go to the website and sort and filter stuff. Right. Yeah. That, what, what I like about it is when I get a new review, it shows up in my email. I, I love it. A big advantage to that, that many people don't realize, and I didn't think about this when I first started the service is you can't copy a review from iTunes. Yes, you can go to your iTunes web page on Apple's website, but that only displays the latest or the most um, popular three reviews. But you can't easily copy and paste that new review you see in iTunes onto your blog or in an email or a testimonial section or something like that. So if nothing else, my podcast reviews gives you that ability to easily copy and paste those URLs or even share that review Because uh, for every review you receive, it has a unique URL that you can share that review on social networks and say, thank you for this kind review or check out this awesome review I received. And when people visit that review link, there are also links for them to subscribe to your podcast and rate it in iTunes or Stitcher. Yeah. And that's, uh, like I said, that's just handy for just about any podcaster that uh, is taking it somewhat seriously. And that's another thing I wanted to ask you about everybody that does a podcast about podcasting has a philosophy or or a, an idea of who their audience is or who they're targeting you know with this one i'm targeting you know the semi-serious uh, hobbyist and maybe the you know beginning business podcaster but for the most part you know i 
I'm not trying to target, you know, the hardcore business people. Whereas, you know, say some, you know, some others, you know, like uh, Todd and Rob, their show is more aimed at the more serious podcaster. And uh, where where would Audacity to podcast and your whole business, uh, uh, you know, who are you going after? Who's your audience? It's the person who wants to have a podcast with excellence. That might be that they are in their planning phase or they know they want to start a podcast. I want to help them start the podcast well. Or for the existing podcaster, I am really passionate about helping them improve their podcast. That's why I created Podcaster Society, which is a completely different thing we'll probably talk about. But I I really want to reach the people so that this is not amateur hour. And I've heard some podcasts and I thought, even today, for some reason, I was thinking because of the great podcasts uh, I know my audience and your audience are producing, I was thinking, oh, we're kind of past this amateur hour thing. But every now and then I run across a podcast and it is painful to listen to. The audio quality is horrible. The conversation is horrible. The content's horrible. The, everything about it is horrible. And they're still doing it after 100 episodes, which for one thing, you know, that's that is admirable that they kept going with as horrible as it was. But at some point, you you need to find a way to improve. And that's what I want to help podcasters do is do this art of communication with excellence. Yeah, that's what I saw. Speaking of podcast society or what's the official title? Podcasters Society. But don't worry, I've got the other domains as well. Okay, well, Podcaster Society, I, I saw in the email you sent out about it uh, that your goal is to have existing podcasters uh, and you would you know, help them improve their podcast rather than start. Right. It is a requirement for joining the community that you have a podcast in iTunes. It's okay if it's an older podcast and you're about to launch a new one, but the main thing is Podcaster Society is not at all designed to help you start your podcast because I want to move beyond the questions like, how do I get a website or what's an RSS feed or what microphone should I use? I want the more advanced questions like, I do audio now, I'm thinking about doing video, what things should I consider? Or uh, how can I improve the quality of my podcast? Or I want to do this new kind of thing with my audio podcast Will the microphone I have work for that or should I consider something else? That kind of stuff. It's a it's a higher level of communication because we've moved past that starting point where people might have some idea or they might have no idea. And now we're on a more equal playing field of we're all podcasters. We're already in iTunes. We know how to manage our RSS feeds and publish an episode now let's make this even better. Or as I say in the branding for Podcaster Society, growing your podcast from average to amazing. And a lot of us could use that. <clears throat> anyway, uh, let's see. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time today. I, I really thank you for coming on. Uh, one last thing. Uh, what would be the number one tip that you would give a prospective podcaster or a brand new podcaster. I've been asking this of everybody and, and some of, some of them are interesting. I know a lot of people say start and that is a very important tip. And that's certainly what I needed. I needed the kick to start. But what I think you should do before you jump in is have a plan. 
That's my tip is know where you want to go with your podcast. Make some kind of plan. And that plan doesn't have to be very complicated or very thorough, but know where you want to go with the show. A practical way to implement that is make a list of what your next seven or 25 episodes will be. It doesn't have to be a detailed list that this is exactly what you're going to talk about. Maybe it's a simple thing. Like if you do a movie review podcast, it's the movies you want to review. Or if you have guests on your podcast, what are the first 25 guests you want to have? You don't have to follow that list, but if you have it, you have direction. You know where you want to go. And then when you're still struggling to get your podcast started, you can look at that list and see, oh yeah, I wanted to talk about this. And I I feel passionate about that right now. So it can get you uh, building that momentum much more easily than if you just start and try to figure things out as you go along. When I launched the Audacity to Podcast, I made a list of 35 topics I wanted to cover in episodes. And now here I am, uh, more than 200 episodes into the Audacity to Podcast. And there are still some things on that list I still have not gotten to yet because I've had other inspirations along the way or other things seemed more timely or other stuff needed more research or I wanted a certain industry to develop more before I really talked about it. So you don't have to follow the list, but it gives you a lot of guidance, help, direction, and makes it easier to keep going with your podcast. So plan. That's my tip for starting out. And that's a good one. I did that with this podcast. And I think I had maybe 12 on my list when I first started, and there's still a couple on there that I haven't touched either. So that uh, seems to be a common theme. So uh, where should I send my listeners if they want to know more about uh, what you're doing? Everything that I do, uh, my products, services, all of that for podcasters is at theaudacitytopodcast.com. Or again, remember, any link I mention, you might want to check Mike's show notes to use an affiliate link he might have there instead. That's true. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, like I said, we'll, uh, we'll keep in touch as we always do. Thank you very much, Mike. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so that sounded pretty darn good. And the, the reason it sounded that good is we did what, was no, what is known as a double-ender recording. Uh, NPR and a, a lot of other radio interviews are done that way. Uh, usually, you know, with NPR or, or uh, you know, other news organizations, they have, they have stringer recording people that they send out with all the equipment. And then they do the interview via the phone line and they don't uh, record that part. So that's how the host and the interviewee uh, communicate with each other, but uh, they're being recorded on both ends, and then they put it together in editing. The way we do it in podcasting, or the way I do it, I've only done it a couple times, and and it was a little bit of a learning experience for me today, uh, editing that uh, segment down. But the way it worked is Daniel recorded himself. We talked via Skype, but he recorded himself there, and I recorded just myself here. I did that by uh, panning Daniel to the, uh, I think it was to the right, so he was only being recorded on the right track of my recording, and then when uh, he sent me his file of just him, you know, I eliminated the, uh, the left track, which had both of us, or had me on it, 
or no, I eliminated the other track that didn't have anything on it because he was paying one way and just me on the other track. So then I combined those two in audition in this case, but uh, you can do it in audacity and combined that into a stereo track with both of us. Well, actually for editing, I had it, uh, he was on the uh, right channel. I was on the left channel. And once I got it edited the way I wanted it, I uh, condensed it into a mono file and then opened it back up and, and doubled the track so it's back in stereo. And the only reason I'm, I'm sending this episode out in stereo is so I can demonstrate what it sounded like when I had it split. So uh, I'm going to play that right here. Let everybody hear your voice if they're not already uh, acquainted and... Maybe a little bit about how you got started. Yeah, I started in podcasting uh, when iTunes 4.9 was released in 2005. So that was an example of, you know, just a little clip there, you know, where I had it left and right. And then in audition, is the way I combined it, is I combined that into a mono file and then saved it back as a stereo file. So it put it back where... We were both in both ears, and that was, you know, after I edited it. But when it's in that split format, you can edit it to where, you know, you edit out the ums and ahs if you want to, and, uh, you know, the uh, the pregnant pauses. I had quite a few of them in that one in particular because uh, I was thinking up questions and, and all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, it turned out all right, and I think the quality is pretty awesome. But that's a, a way you can make your uh, double edit, especially if you're uh, recording uh, an interview with somebody that has the recording equipment already set up. So, it, you know, it just, just sounds really, really good. Of course, over Skype, it doesn't sound bad. And, you know, in these interviews that I've been doing, uh, all the rest of them are, are just standard Skype recording done with the uh, Mix Minus, which I think I've talked about before, but uh, I will talk about again in the next episode because uh, it's it's relevant so i'm going to call this segment the uh, blueberry tip of the week although it's more sort of announcements and whatever but uh, actually there's a couple of announcements powerpress 6.0.5 is out which uh, includes a bunch of bug fixes uh, nothing uh, earth-shattering, and I'm not going to go through the uh, change log because it's uh, all geeky stuff and probably never noticed the bugs to begin with. So, but anyway, update to PowerPress 6.0.5. And, of course, uh, there's probably another one coming out fairly soon, too. But the big news is I took a trip down to Raw Voice headquarters here uh, last Friday. I was there in the office installing the new uh, PowerPress podcast studio right there in the Raw Voice headquarters there in Columbus, Ohio. And we're uh, relaunching that podcast. It's been relaunched, I should say. Uh, episode 2 just came out a couple of days ago. Mackenzie is the host of it. Uh, she's a brand new podcaster and staff member at Blueberry, so she's learning. She's had a little bit of radio experience, so as far as getting on the microphone, it's not a big deal. It's just all the technical stuff. But I spent the day down there with her uh, getting all this stuff hooked up. And 
the equipment list down there. I'll heck, I'll give it. Uh, I got a uh, Mackie 1202 VLZ4 mixer. I have a VLZ3 here, but uh, basically the same, although uh, all the buttons are a little more colorful. And I think it has a, a couple little tweaks over this version. And a couple of uh, Shure SM7B microphones. And boy, those things sound good. The only problem, we're having a little bit of uh, room noise and uh, some hiss, and that should be cured by uh, episode three. Episode two, you'll notice there's a, a little bit of uh, of that kind of thing, but uh, episode three should be a Skype interview, and hopefully we got that mix-minus thing figured out, which, I, like I said, I'll talk about next week, uh, how to set up a mix-minus with a mixer. I don't know anything about how to record Skype otherwise. I know that's a big question for a lot of people, but I just, uh, I've always done it with the hardware versus software, but I know there are software solutions out there for both Mac and the the PC so you can record. But, you know, in my experience, uh, when I listen to stuff like that, it, it just never turns out quite as good. So, you know, the mix minus is the way to go and, you know, it's a little bit pricey as far as getting a mixer that can do it, but it's still not out of reach, and, and that's what I do here most of the time, except for when we do those double-enders. But anyway, go check out the PowerPress podcast over at powerpresspodcast.com, and uh, this last week they had Angelo Mendato on there, who is the creator of PowerPress, or the uh, lead developer. And he's also the uh, chief information officer for Raw Voice, a parent company of Blueberry. But uh, go check that out. They talked uh, a, a lot about uh, a lot of things. And uh, that was the uh, maiden voyage of the new studio. Of course, you know, things will get tweaked and uh, audio quality will improve. We just uh, need to get a little bit more uh, equipment there and maybe do a little more uh, processing afterwards. But. Uh, I'll get that going, and uh, the way that's going to work is we're going to kind of round-robin it. Uh, Mackenzie's the main host, but we're going to have the uh, rest of the staff of Blueberry kind of cycle through. So I don't know who's up next. It might be me. It might be uh, uh, Brian, our graphics guy. Uh, could be uh, Barry, our uh, legal counsel. You know, you never know who's going to show up on there, but it's going to be uh, uh, every other week. And it's uh you know it's it's neat you know we're, it's it's good that we're gonna get into podcasting at a corporate level, uh, just uh, you know and in this at the same time uh, you know uh, Mackenzie's gonna talk about her uh, new podcaster struggles. <laughs> Hopefully uh, they won't be too terrible, and uh, of course she's got uh, a bunch of veteran podcasters in the company to help her out. So. That'll be a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed going down there. They've got a, a nice setup uh, down there at the uh, corporate headquarters, and and it'll uh, just keep improving. So I think that'll uh, do it for this week for Podcast Help Desk number 61. Sorry that uh, it's a little late. Of course, uh, I'm on a loose schedule anyway, so it'll come out sometime during the weekend usually. But uh, hopefully, uh, I'm searching for Fridays. Been uh, busy 
painting and doing other outdoor chores, getting ready for winter here. Uh, fall is definitely in the air in northern Michigan. Uh, got the uh, house painting uh, finished uh, for the most part. Just got a couple doors to, to paint and a couple little things like that. Uh, but uh, got got the majority of it done uh, after a, a whole year of uh, working on it on and off. But since we had really good weather, I figured I'd better get her done. And next on the list is getting the tractor ready for winter and getting the camper ready for winter. So <laughs> just a few more outdoor chores and then I can enjoy the fall, which is my favorite time of year. If you'd like to uh, support the show, there's many ways to do that on the uh, right-hand sidebar of podcasthelpdesk.com. So if you're listening over on the network, uh, go check out that site anyway, because uh, there's ways to to uh, support us there. Uh, let's see, on the sidebar, there's a couple of uh, hosting deals. There's, of course, the Blueberry hosting deal, where if you use my promo code HELPDESK, you'll get a free month of service at Blueberry.com, whatever that service you want, hosting for your media, soon hosting for your WordPress, and of course the uh, great statistics service we have over there. And I also don't want you to miss uh, International Podcast Day. That's internationalpodcastday.com, done by uh, my friend and uh, network owner, Steve Lee. So uh, go check that out. He's the... uh, founder of the Modern Life Podcast Network, of which I am part. Of course, I'm part of the Tech Podcast Network as well, over at techpodcasts.com. Find a bunch of family-friendly tech-related shows over there. And I will catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Podcast Help Desk. If you would like Mike to answer your question on the show, email podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com or better yet, record a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com. See you next time.